Hello, my name is Eric Odie Roth, author of Canine Medic, and welcome to Canine Educators to Save a Life. Now, this is going to be a very exciting episode for us. First, Dan is back in our canine studio, and we're super happy to have him back on. And our special guest today, he is a U.S. military veteran, an actor, and author of the book, Turn Back Blow. His name is Roger Williams. So I don't want to give too much up here, but Roger has single-handedly been a voice for thousands of animals in regards to animal cruelty. Roger, welcome to the podcast. We're super happy to have you on. Hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, Dan. I'm here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and how did you get stuck with us on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I as you hear my accent, I am Jamaican. I, I grew up in um, rural Jamaica, you know, one of the 14 parishes of Jamaica. It's called Manchester, you know, very hilly and green and beautiful. And it's a, it's a rural district or village. By the, it's called Porus, P-O-R-U-S. And um, it has a lot of animals. And I grew up in a poor home, single parent. And, you know, it's in Jamaica. Sometimes you don't have any gate. My mom's yard did not have any gate. So you have a lot of animals that wandered. And, you know, they come into the yard. And that way, that's how I develop um, a, a compassion for animals from I was a you know, tender age, a boy back on the island, you know, and it helps me today that leads to this amazing book. Did you have a family dog or was just kind of every neighborhood dog your dog? It, they, every neighborhood dog have, um, was our dog and the neighbor's chicken was our chicken. But I had a pet pig. I had a pet pig. And um, the, I think what happened to that pet pig is one of the main catalysts that um, lead me today to take on the... The issue of animal cruelty because that pet pig was poisoned. We woke up one morning and the pig was poisoned. You know, it's I have to just call a spade a spade and say what it is. It's the it's the I won't say it's the culture. That would be the wrong thing to say. But it happens so many times to for people to poison people's animals. Um, we are grew up in, in Jamaica overall, especially back then. There are a lot of reasons why um, your dog would get poisoned. Uh, if either he went into the neighbor's yard or, you know, poo, or they're making noise, or the pig pen smell, or you and the neighbor have something and they take it out on the on the animals. You know, so the animals are I realize that the animals always become a victim in domestic problems in the community, in the social issues. And when I woke up that morning and I saw my pet pig literally died, it it, it just changed something. I was four years old, but I knew it was wrong. Obviously, Jamaica is a lot different than the U.S. as far as animals and stuff. Are there any pets that are considered to be domesticated in Jamaica? Like, uh, when you say domesticated, you You know, like like part of the family or part of the Um, farm? Yes, I would say, I mean, not everybody in Jamaica um, abuses animals. You have, especially some of the older people, they love their dogs. I would say you have some Jamaican people there. Their dogs mean a lot to them. So I would be lying to say you have some people um, that does not love the yeah, domesticated dog. Yeah, people love their dog. Um, but, you know, it's not the culture really to show compassion for for animals at a different level. And I, for instance, um, prior to my book, um, if somebody, somebody, if a car hit down a dog, or some, a person would say, oh, it's just a dog, you know, or somebody throw hot water on the dog, it's just a dog. But, you know, the moment I wrote this book, it kind of opened a lot of people's eyes and they realized that, you know, animals have feelings too. That's one of my objectives to let people know that animals have feelings too and that a dog, even if it's a domesticated dog, it's not just a dog to watch the yard because traditionally growing up, that's what a dog do. That's the purpose of a dog in Jamaica, to watch the yard. 
And my, my and and I don't cut you. My objective is to show people that it's not just to watch the yard. A dog is part of the family. Roger, are you seeing the culture change? Um, no, the, the, the culture has not changed per se, but I've seen growth. I've seen some hope. I've seen some help, especially after my book was released. And I'm not taking away from the few animal shelters on the island. They have been doing um, an amazing job. But I think what my intervention um, has done and is doing, it brings a radical approach to animal cruelty awareness. And there's a thing like psychology. I'm going to explain this to you. Okay, somebody middle age owns an animal shelter and come on the news every day saying animals must stop, animals stop. The young people are really not going to listen. But when they see a young man, especially a male, because it's not the norm for a man to show compassion, not only in Jamaica, in the Caribbean. So when they see a young man who they can identify with speaking about something as animal cruelty, it forces them to look and it forces them to listen. Because I don't look like the typical animal shelter owner or animal rescue middle age and just talking about animal cruelty. It's somebody who they can relate to, relate to someone who is should be out partying, should be doing this and that. But this guy, young man, talked about animal cruelty and he wrote a book and he's the first author, not only from Jamaica to do so, but in the Caribbean. It, it works. It let a lot of young people like me. It opens a lot of people's eyes. This book opened a lot of people's eyes. My intervention, and I, I don't only write books. I write letters to the editor. I make video. I do speech. So it, it's, it, it's a task that I took on single-handedly. You know, I, I don't get any funding from anybody. I don't get it. I use my own personal money and, you know, go to Jamaica. At, at one point, I, I use my own kinder royalty of my book. Buy books, bring to Jamaica to give to children whose parents could not afford the book to help them develop compassion, compassion for animals. This is something that the Jamaican government should be doing. But I took it on single-handedly. No help, you know. And I, I made a lot of criticism, you know, at the same time. But the most important thing is that the people I'm trying to reach, the regular people who animal abuser who hit a dog, it opens their eyes. So I literally stopped a lot of animals, especially stray dogs, from getting hurt and from getting poisoned. Roger, can you tell the listeners, what is the book about? So even though it's about, the theme is animal cruelty, it is not just a flat um, nonfiction that's talking about animal cruelty. It's actually a novel, a fictitious story. It's about a group of stray animals who join forces with a 10-year-old disabled boy to fight against a bunch of animal abusers in, in, in the community that they live. So the little boy, you know, he lost a pet dog and on the journey he's trying to find his pet dog. But along the way, he has to team up with a group of stray animals who is going through the same thing that he's going through to combat animal abusers. So, and what people... Eric, what people can learn, the thing about it is that people can learn from this story, from the animals. And one one credit, one feedback I'm getting, one positive feedback that I love the most, people said they love the way how I tell the story through the eyes of the animals and without being graphic. So you have a lot of hilarious animal characters. You have the Christian donkey. You have the Rastafarian sheep. You have this tush cocky female goat, Nanny's tush. So what I have done... I've, each animal was created to address a social issue in society. So you can read the book and say, hey, I know somebody like this parrot. 
I know somebody like this donkey. I know somebody like this goat. So I just use social issues with these animal characters and their personality to address the issue. But the main theme is animal cruelty. And the thing about it is that you, the animals have to unite. They have to come together to work as one to overcome their adversaries. So it's just a hilarious story. And it was told via comedy. It's not graphic. No animal was hurt in the story. It's a beautiful, amazing animal story. And people even let their children read it. Powerful story. I, actually, I have it in my hand. Yeah. I, I had every intention of reading it this four-day, but um, I went deep in the hills and camping and... Yeah, lo and behold, a four-wheeler caught my attention. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you, um, the, the thing about what people love, they said they love how I, I, I manage the dialect, you know, because you have to be very skilled to write the Jamaican dialect. And even the Minister of Education in Jamaica who reviewed the book, they're not fond of some part of it. They said, you know, the Jamaican, you, the author handles the dialect well because you, you had to keep it real. But at the same time, I couldn't write the dialect too hard as non-Jamaican could not understand it. And at the same time, I have to write it so it's authentic Jamaican. So it, it takes skill to write, not to mention not making it graphic. So I, your listeners going to enjoy it. It's an amazing and it has a lot of, you know, a lot of followers supporters people as far as Jer- um, jerusalem you have people in philippines croatia australia the netherlands you know a lot of people congratulate i've read it and congratulate me in scotland all these far-reaching countries who love it and appreciate it and one of the main thing they love is that I, the book is dedicated to all mistreated and abused animals in the world this book was written for all abuse for a baby all animals yeah it's amazing in fact you, you have that in your acknowledgements this book is dedicated to all the mistreated and abused animals in the world yes. yeah i love it yeah so it's not just jamaica you know it's, it's universal roger a quick question educate myself and the listeners here are there any laws to pr- protect animals in jamaica definite laws but they're outdated they need to there needs to be an amendment and that is one of my um job that's what i wanted my objective to let the jamaican government that these i think the last time it was 1940 i don't remember especially for some decades it's some decades ago that the animal cruelty act of jamaica has never been amended so that's what and even some animal shelters are trying to get that too but that's one of my main objects you know to put on the heat let them know that hey this needs to be um addressed in in parliament and there, I heard that there are some dialogues. They're, they're talking about um, doing, making some law for dog bites for people who um, get bite by dog. For, I'm trying to say, okay, what about the dogs do? You know, there's a law now, I think it's passing where if you steal a carcass, it's like $3 million. If you, if you steal a dog with the intention to sell or so, which is ridiculous. So what if the person kills a dog with, without the intention of selling it or kill an animal without in, the intention of selling uh, the carcass? That law doesn't make any sense. So it's an ne- ever-ending fight. Mm. To go. There's, a, there's law that, but it just needs to be amended and need to be enf- uh, enforced. And um, let me give you a little um, story um, uh, that someone on Facebook sent me. They said, Roger, I just got out of a police station. We don't say precinct, we say police station in Jamaica. And um, she was there to do some business. And she saw some police officer bringing a man in handcuff. And my friend, my female friend, she, she overheard, she overheard the police that the man kicked the dog. That's why he was arrested. And my friend got up off the bench and said, excuse me, officers, um, why now? 
And the officer said, what do you mean, why now? He said, why all of a sudden you guys thought arrest people in Jamaica for animal cruelty? And the, the, there was a female cop in the group, and she turned to my friend and said, ma'am, the Animal Rights Act of Jamaica has always been around. It's just that it has never been enforced. But a book was written on the topic. And my friend jumped up and said, yes, it's my friend Roger O. Williams' book, Turn Back Blow. <laughs> You know, so um, that, that 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 means meeting kept. That means it has the book. It has reached that hey, this issue that needs to be addressed. So the cop said it right. There's a, there has been a law. It's just that it needs to be enforced. And this is what Turnback Blow has done. Has shined a light on the animal cruelty situation in Jamaica and let people realize that hey, you have people overseas are looking at it and the spotlight is there on it now and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed. Um, ASAP. Yeah, Roger, it seems like if you look back at your life five years ago, I would say there was probably a lot of obstacles that were ahead of you. You know, one yeah. of them, obviously, you know, talk about the law and it's pretty outdated. How did the leaders of your country basically perceive you or are, are they taking you open arms or is it kind of a, do you have to get the gloves on and go blow to blow? Um, For me, I call it, I grew up around Rastafarian, so I, I, I call it the Gideon boat. Uh, you, 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 you put, I literally put on a shoes like a, 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 a soldier shoes, psychologically, emotionally to fight. Um, I don't think that the leader of my country are pleased with me or fond of my book. However, to show face, they have to act like and they have to do something. But I don't think deep down, I think a few politicians really fight against me. I'm currently blacklisted by some of the popular media houses on the island. I can't get an interview. Um, I'm a former actor. Some actors stay far from me because nobody want to. Directors stay far from me um, because nobody want to lose the corporate funding that they they that they have uh, um, they are getting because Roger O. Williams has has touched on a spot that potentially can affect the Jamaica tourism industry because you see at one point. A few people in 2015 took to the Jamaica Ministry of Tourism page and said, okay, we're not coming back to Jamaica unless you guys do something about the animal cruelty situation on the island. Now, who is the Jamaican government going to blame? Roger O. Williams, the author who wrote this book, and opened a can of worm. <laughs> but, it had, but the thing about it, Eric, did someone had to write this yeah. book. You know, somebody had to write this book. I donated two books to the National Library of Jamaica, they admitted. There is a company, uh, there's an agency called the National Environment and Planning Agency. And they are the one who is responsible if you have crocodile, you know, alligator comes out or national disaster. And I use them, I asked them if I can use them fictitiously in the book. And they said yes. And so I donate um, one of the book to their library and they're part of the government too so it's not everybody in the government that don't like it the thing about it eric you have a lot of people know that what i'm doing is true and is right but they can't voice it they can't voice it they can't put it on facebook they they, they have to tell, tell me a message that you know what you're doing is right but they can't voice it because they are the government and they are with the leaders if you notice, I'm the first author to do this, Eric. No Jamaican, the most popular Jamaican author, we're not going to call a name, the most popular Jamaican author who, you know, win book award and stuff, they're not going to take it off because they know it comes with a repercussion. How, how did you come up with the title and the meaning of the book, Turn Back Blow? Turn Back Blow is an old Jamaican saying, colloquial saying, old people, wise, elderly in the village. Turn Back Blow means. Whatever evil you do, 
some form of evil will turn back on you later on in life. Hence the words and the title, turn back. So this means people who abuse animals, the elder, the disabled, and so, one day they will meet their turn back blow. It's similar to karma. It's a very powerful title. And the bigger heads of Jamaica, they know the title. It's a very, very powerful title. We, we kind of have something similar to that here where we'll say what goes around comes around. It, it, um, yes, it's similar. It's similar to to karma and uh, what goes goes around comes around but here the difference between turn back blow karma and what goes around turn back blow encompass all of them but there's something about turn back blow look at it break it down karma if you push somebody down a step um you probably go down the road and a car hits you that's karma what goes around comes around you push the person down the step somebody push you down a step later on but turn back blow it can happen to you but the other side of turn back blow is it can take your kids it can be retribution that's the difference between between turn back blow from karma and what goes around with turn back blow it doesn't have to happen to you it can take your kids retribution you see someone suffering and you said well they're a good person no is what the sin of what their parents have done affecting them retribution that is the seriousness of turn back blow and the leaders they know it they know it's a very powerful title yeah it's really that's super powerful so yes. Roger, tell me so i spent some time in costa rica here a few years back we was out doing a medical mission out there and there were dogs we would call them strays here in the u.s or you know i don't know if you call them rogue is that very similar in jamaica just to have basically wild packs of dogs I wouldn't, yeah, you have some cases where you have wild packs, but I wouldn't say wild, a lot of wild, wild packs. You have a few stray animals that would roam the street. Depends on the village, depends on the city, especially if it's a city. Depends because if it's a city, it has a lot of, um, you know, the, the, the bigger the garbage, I would say, where they can go and eat. And then you will have more that attract, like if you have a market and the market is not being kept clean. Then you will have a, a group of three, pack of three animals that go toward that garbage bin to try to get something to eat. So, for instance, in my village, they're all over the place. Stray dogs. You know, in some places, some cities, you have a lot. But it doesn't matter if it is a pack or if it is one or two. It is the same issue. Nobody has a right to hurt these animals. And the leaders need to put things in place to, um, to, to deal with the, um, the, 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 stray, the, the stray issue. Yeah. You know? It was kind of weird in Costa Rica. It seems like these dogs are really, I guess what I call just street smart. You know, they know when a car was coming and they'd get out of the way. Yeah. It always seemed like they yeah, were, yeah, yeah. The, the dogs that I encountered were just super friendly. In fact, th this one encounter I had, dog came up to me and just allowed me to just to pet it and was very natural and was very happy. Yeah, and yeah. it is kind of like weird out of a book, but this, this old man, obviously, you know, he was from that country he was in very dirty clothes and his back was hunched over and he looked at me and he goes, he goes, that dog likes your soul. And, <laughs> and I asked him yeah, yeah. and I asked him, I, I said, is this your dog? And he goes, they're all my dogs. And it, it was almost like a movie. And he just, just disappeared. I looked up and he was gone. It was kind of the strangest thing in the whole world, but, but it was amazing how you know street smart these dogs were. That is so true. That is so true. I'm I'm just amazing of what this book has done, and for your listener to know, it's it, it's not a turn back blow. It's not a boring nonfiction just talking about animal 
accurately that's flat it's actually a novel with a with a storyline and a plot and amazing animal characters a matter of fact even readers in the usa it's one of the best animal stories that they they have read they have ever read you know the characters the their personality the dialect everything it's a very very hilarious and that's what people say how you manage to write a book about animal cruelty and make it hilarious because a lot of people will automatically think that this book is graphic it took it took skill to write this book this book is, is is not graphic it was hard to write a book about animal cruelty and not really show it but still get the message that's amazing yeah as you say that roger to take a book so powerful kind of shed some nice light on it it really takes me back to you know dan and myself as paramedics you know often we're, we're faced you know, we're put in a position where we have to tell a family member that their husband or wife, you know, at 40, 50 years has passed away. Yeah. And at the end, you know, they're telling us yeah. thank you and they're giving us hugs. And if you look at it from the outside, it's yeah. like that lady just told you thank you for telling them, you know, that their husband passed away. It's definitely a unique yeah. gift that you have. And Yeah. And, you know, one, one thing I want to tell you, listen about is the, is the, is the inspiration behind the book. Um I got hurt in the military in basic training in 2010. And when I was out, I was in Florida and I was recovering and I went on YouTube and I think God took me out of the army. And I think God took me, lead me to this YouTube video. It's a YouTube video. It's a news clipping with a bunch of people in Jamaica trying to use a live stray dog, a mongrel dog as as bait to capture a crocodile you know the, the there's a river that runs through the village and a, a, a crocodile wild crocodile wander into the river and they were trying they were scared of um the, the crocodile to come and land and to eat the kids so what do you think they do the nearest dog the nearest street dog the nearest, who look like a homeless dog they capture him and throw him in there he got away and I, when I, when I saw the on um, the news clipping that day um eric um i said you know what the reason why these people are doing it is, is not so much because they're wicked. It's because they don't have anybody to tell them the truth and the lack of education and the issue. So I said, you know, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book to educate these people and shine a spotlight on the issue of animal cruelty. And that's what the book has done. So, Roger, let me ask you, how can we support you? Like, what can we do in the U.S. that, that would support you in your efforts? For me, it's just to let people know about what I'm doing. It's not about fame for me or money. It's just to let people know what I'm doing because I believe what I'm doing is amazing. And I think I deserve people to know what that this look there's a Jamaican guy who wrote a book that's doing something amazing for the animal um, of his country and not just his country, but the world because the book is dedicated to all mistreated and abused animals in the world. And the reason why I say it's not about fame or money and I just want people to know about me is that because I'm facing suppression. Suppression that you have people, former politicians, and trying to suppress both me and the book. They don't want no one. A matter of fact, before I start this interview with you, I went on YouTube to try to see that YouTube video. And it was deleted. Somebody higher in power get that video deleted. Because I've done a live video two weeks ago and talk about it and it's gone. The video just disappeared, you know? So the suppression and trying to cover up and stuff. So, you know, I, I just want people to know the good work that I'm doing. Yep. That Roger, Roger O. Williams, my, my author name is Roger O. Williams. Uh, good work that Roger O. Williams is doing and has done. Roger, do you have a uh, an Instagram account or Twitter? 
I have a Twitter, but I haven't been on it. But I have a, I, um, a IG, an Instagram, Arthur Raj, at Arthur Raj. Arthur Raj. Arthur and then Raj. And I have my um, Arthur, Arthur Roger Williams page on, um, on Facebook. You know, we're working on a website in the, in, in the near future. But, you know, I just want people to know that um, I'm, I'm doing my best and I have to, to help these animals amid fights and amid, amid suppression. And I will not stop because the animals needed this book. They needed my intervention. It has helped them so much. I have I have people in Jamaica confess who read the book and said, man, you know, your I did not know. One lady was like, I did not. Your book opened my eyes. Your book made me look on animals in a different light. One another lady in Jamaica, she was like, you know, you know, I used to I used to abuse animals. I used to starve the dogs. And my mother used to tell me what I'm doing is wrong. But after I returned back, low, I realized that what my mother was saying um, is, is is right. So this is just more valuable than if I'd sold a billion copies, I'm telling you. Or if I was on the best selling list, or I got a movie deal. The fact that I can open people's eyes to let them know that animals um, have feelings too, especially people from a culture that is not the it's not the, the the culture to show compassion to animals. Roger, in addition to your book, do you also rescue dogs, mm-hmm. rescue pets? Um, I would like to do that sometime, but not now. Because I'm in the US right now, but further um further up. Who knows? I mean, I may have an animal rescue in Jamaica one day or so. You know, I, I just started out in 20, 20, um, I would say get a call in, in 2011. And I wrote the book in 2013. And um, I wrote other books too. And eat, that's the other thing, Eric. Every book that I wrote, I have two other books. Every book that I wrote, I incorporate an animal cruelty message in them. Even if it's not about animals. Because I'm a new author that uses his book to raise awareness of animal cruelty. So my craft that God gave me, my talent, I'm using it to help the abused animals of the world. That's, I think that's what sets me apart other, from other new authors that's out there right now. Can you give us the, the titles of the other books? Um, I have one of the hottest suspense murder mystery out there called Murder for Sale, which you know it's dealing with the crime and poverty and contract killing. It's, it's different and the leaders of my country definitely don't like that one because I write provocative too. And I have a romance out there called Love Will Survive. It's about a, a, it's a love story between a poor 17-year-old, one-legged Rastafarian boy and a white Catholic girl. And a very relevant to what's going on today, the Rastafarian, the boy's Rastafarian dad doesn't like him talking to a white girl and the and the, and the girl's father doesn't like him talking to um, a Rastafarian, you know, a Jamaican. So it's dealing with current issues. It's very powerful. And I'm so amazing that people, if you have buying the book for their 13 year old kids, you know, because it's relevant, you know. Yeah. So that's what I write. I write about very critical social issues. But every book, I make sure I put in an animal cruelty awareness message. And those are found on Amazon? Amazon, yeah. Those are found on Amazon and Barnes and Noble too. You know, dot com, not in the store, but barnesandnoble.com, but predominantly um, on Amazon. So looking ahead 10 years from now, what do you hope that you've accomplished in that time? That the animals, that Jamaica take it more serious and the animal cruelty law um, is, is, is amended. There's a significant amendment in the animal cruelty law of Jamaica and not just, not just in Jamaica. But the rest of the Caribbean, I've seen an article which just makes me feel so good. A couple of months ago or a year ago with someone, a lady in the Trinidadian 
um, parliament that says she promised that when she goes into office, she's going to do something about the animal cruelty situation in Trinidad. And I know that lady hear about her and blow. So that means it's it's not spread, it's spreading to other Caribbean islands, what I'm doing too. So in 10 years, the, the world to make a significant change in animal lives in the world where every leader countries do something about animal cruelty. And it's just a thing of the past. It's still it's gonna be around, but not so much. That is my objective, you know. And as I said, hopefully I can um, have a a nonprofit organization or something to do more. But I just want people to know that it's me alone, no help. So I'm to have to take it one, as my mother said, take things one day at a time. And I'm very proud of what I have done with limited resources and limited budget. And ten years from now, I know it's gonna be amazing. Roger, if you were to meet one public figure, one person that you'd like to meet to discuss this situation with, who would that one person be and what would you say to them? Um, A public figure, so to speak. Probably, probably Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, probably Joaquin Phoenix. And, uh, because he, and, and why and, and why Joaquin Because Phoenix? he's I, I think what he even though he what he's doing is, is veganism, I think what I like about Joaquin Phoenix, I like a person who stand up for what they believe in. And I think he stands up for what, what, what he what he believes in. Even if, even though it's veganism, um he, he, he doesn't he doesn't he just go and do his stuff. And I I would say, um, you know, can we partner? Can you help me? Can you use your power to show the the, the um the, the leaders of my country um that what I'm doing is not to hurt the Jamaica tourism industry, it's to show my people that animals have feelings too. You know, so that's that's one of the main help to let people. They don't have to help me just to ju- ju- just to see that, just to show my leader of my country that hey, we stand up against this guy because there's a lot of people out there, Eric, that support me, but nobody has power. The only power is that they're potential tourists to Jamaica, and then Jamaica don't want to lose them. But if a if a, if a personal figure can stand up behind me and say yes, they don't have to give me nothing, Eric. They don't have to give us nothing about donation. If they can just say, Jamaica, what this guy is doing is amazing and is needed to be done because animals have feelings too. I think that will make the Jamaican government arm chain. Yeah, well, I can tell you, Roger, you're, you're looking for that impact. And, and I can tell you from the first post that I saw and the people that were responding to your, your post, you made an impact on me here on, in the U.S., and a little bit about us, you know, we've dedicated our lives to provide, you know, canine education, first aid and CPR to dogs and how to, what to have in a first aid kit and how to splint them and control bleeding and lots of other stuff. So you're on the right track and I'd like to commend you for your work and truly, you know, look at you as an inspiration to me, you know, myself. And, you know, I sure hope you keep moving forward. And if you ever need anybody in the canine corner, I'm a phone call away. Oh, definitely. And I definitely don't want to take that course, though, man. I think it's very, I think what you're doing is very important, you know. Um, CPR, um, it's, it's very, very, very. I, I think that's very. I think that's something that um, every animal owner needs to know, you know, because at any time your your animal, your love pet, you can go into cardiac arrest, and you need you need to know that, you know. It's I think it's, what you're doing is amazing. I think it's very vital and relevant. It's, it's one of those education classes that you never hope that you need. But when something happens, you want to have the skills and, and all the supplies and able to mitigate that situation. In fact, it's funny, you know, with Dan and I as being paramedics, you know, I mean, we're in people's houses 
And these these people, Roger, they have yeah. pictures of their dogs on their wall, yeah, and, and they treat them just like family. Yeah. You know, we're super happy. We've trained over 2,600 people person class, and we started our online class here about a year and a half ago now that we got a vet, Dr. Lisa Booth, on board. And we're just having a lot of fun, and we're hopefully that we're putting out some good podcasts like this that the listeners can tune into and hopefully just make themselves better better pet owners. Well, I'll be looking forward to watching you get through the class and watching you upload your little CPR video because because it's an online class, you don't get a, a pass. you got to send us a video on, on your skills so we can correct you. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. Yeah, well, nice work, my friend. No problem, man. Um, I just wanna, I just wanna thank your listeners for tuning in and to allow me and you too to allow me to give me the platform to express myself, to introduce myself, and to let people know what I've been doing and what this book has done and is currently doing. And I, I hope people go out there and get it. Yep. Did you hear that, listeners? Before the week's over. Pop on to Amazon, get your copy of Turn Back Blow, uh, read it, support Roger and everything that he's doing down there for all the animals here in the world. Yeah. All right, Roger. Well, thank you very much thank for you. being on. And, uh, you know, I, you do some acting too, right? Oh, yes. And, and, and the, yes, yes, definitely. I, I, I've been trained in the, I trained at the New York Film Academy and I trained at the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute. And by the way, I put my acting audition on hold for the animals. That's another thing, again, people said, why you went to this expensive school? Why are you not auditioning? I said, listen, I took time out to focus on the abused animals of my country to give them a voice. When they get the full voice that I know, okay, everything is okay, and you know, it's the the awareness has spread, then I'm I'm gonna go back. You know, but I think I'm just using my energy right now to focus on the animals, you know? But um, I'm focusing on the animals because I think the animals need me. They definitely need me and uh, I'm I'm working on a second book. I'm working on a second book to um, strengthen that as well. But you learn more about that second book. I guess we'll have to get you back on here. No, oh, definitely, definitely. This this one is gonna be fun too and provocative and everything. But you know, I I I'll never stop fighting. I use, as I said, I use my craft. I use my writing to. It's a tool to help animals. So it's like a unique way of you know every book that I write. You know, it's just to shine a, to to educate people that animals are feelings to shine a spotlight on the issue of animal cruelty and let people know that you know animals are part of the family and to show them the importance of animal and human friendship. That's my objective as a writer. Well, you're doing good things, my friend. No problem, man. No problem. All right, buddy. Well, I do appreciate you popping on with us and uh, I hope that we, we've made a lifetime friend here. Oh, oh, yes, definitely. You know, all animal warriors, all animal lovers are lovers of, <laughs> of mine. You know, we just have to show the world that, um, you know, animals are precious and they, they, they deserve to um, just be loved like anyone else. You know, that's my objective. I hope you enjoyed this exclusive interview with Roger Williams. The world definitely needs more people like him. You may have caught that Roger is enrolled in one of our pet first aid and CPR courses. I am super excited to hear about his review on the course and how it might impact him moving forward. I will have to ask him for his permission to see if he will let me post a CPR submission. In all of our courses, each student is required to submit a video of them performing CPR. Everyone gets one-on-one feedback like you would receive in a traditional class. By taking our course, you also be invited to our closed Facebook group. Here you can chat with the instructors and our very own veterinarian, Dr. Lisa Booth.
If you too would like to learn how to save the life of your pet during an emergency, please visit www.canineeducators.com. And one other thing, I'm going to set up a promo code, and if you use the promo code TURNBACKBLOW, I'm going to give you a discount when you purchase any of our online courses. On behalf of all of us at Canine Educators, we'd like to thank you for listening. Until next time, never let fear be larger than your purpose. 